is that in our lives, we all have to make choices from time to time. Uh, and by the way, when you came in, hopefully if you've got little ones um, and uh, they're looking to color something, there, there's a color sheet. If you don't have one of those, or one of our deacons can go and get that. But we're going to be learning about choices today. And so we're going to have interaction. This is going to include everybody, everybody that, that, that can. Um, we want you to interact with us. So we're going to be learning about choices. For instance, I'm going to have up on the screen something that if you choose that, you'll have to stand up. If you choose the other, you need to sit down. Now you may think, well, what if I don't care about either? Well, then you get to do your whole hover move. You're going to be halfway, okay? So, for instance, if I say sun, if you like the sun, sit. If you like the moon, stand. And you're like, well, I like it all. You can just be right in the middle. And then we'll give your, 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 uh, your muscles some, some work here. The first one's going to be really simple. And I have a feeling that I know which way this one's going to go. First one is this. Do you like Chick-fil-A, stand, or sit for McDonald's? Now, if you're like... Dude, I don't like either. Hover. Let's see it. Come on. I see some of you. You're like, oh, okay, okay. I kind of guessed this. Some of you like the Big Macs. It's all right. All right. The, the next one will we'll divide us because some of you are going to be clearly one way or the other because I see a jersey here. You're either a Ravens fan or you are a Redskins fan. Ravens sit. Redskins. Ravens stand. Ravens stand. Redskins sit. If you could care less, let's see you hover. Hovering, hovering, hovering. All right. I'm, I'm not going to see how long you can hover. We'll move on, okay? So you either like dark chocolate or you like milk chocolate. Dark is stan. Milk chocolate is sit. I want to do this too. I'm a milk chocolate kind of guy. All right, this next one, it, 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 I'm not really going to explain it. You just kind of have to figure this one out for yourself here. You either like the south or you like the north. So you can stand if you like south, sit if you like north. I'm going to stand because I'd rather be on a beach somewhere. I have no doubts. You standing? You're, you're kind of in the middle? All right, all right. Now here, we're going to learn something about our, our, our parents, our older people here. At, at night, would you rather go out or stay home? So sit, or you'd rather stay home? I'm kind of I'm here. Usually by 9 o'clock, I'm like, uh. Alright, I can pick and choose who I think this is going to affect, but um, I, know, I know where I'll be. I'm going to be standing for this one. When do you reach for a snack? Do you like the fatty snacks? Or do you like the healthy snacks? Everybody stand with me. All right. So, this next one, you don't have to be a driver for this next one. You either like cars or you like trucks. You can sit if you're a truck guy, stand. I'm kind of in the middle, I really don't care. Edge in the middle, kind of. All right. This next one, this next one is going to show, according to Pastor Larry, it's going to show a flaw of mine. He says that when I get to heaven, I'll figure out the right thing. And you, of course, know what this is talking about. You either like hot chocolate or you like coffee. Uh, I'm a hot chocolate guy. I'm not grown up enough to, to drink coffee. So if you like coffee, sit. Now, Larry, if you're in the middle... Yeah, why not? In the middle. 
right. Yes. Now this is the last one because maybe your legs are starting to get a little tired. This is the last one, and and some of you are are, are going to be clear on this one. You're either a morning person or you're not a morning person. Uh, I am definitely not a morning person. I would be the guy with the hammer. Okay. All right, you can have a you can have a seat. Go ahead, have a seat. bit about each other this morning. We got a little exercise. Those of you who are keeping track with your watches, you got a little exercise in. Here's what we know. Each and every single day of our lives, we make choices. And some of you may have been looking around to see who is making what choice. I mean, obviously I was looking at you, so I kind of learned a little bit about each one of you. And we're going to be talking about a guy from the Bible. And young people, you're going to recognize this guy. He made some choices in his day. And he's going to lead his people to make choices. His name is Joshua. How many of you ever heard of Joshua? Raise your hand if you heard of Joshua. Okay. Somebody wants to raise their hand and help me out. What do you remember about Joshua? What, 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 is, what is he known for? Yes. The Battle of Jericho. Sally, you want to come up and sing that song for us? No. She always hates when I bring it up in Sunday school because it's, it's in your mind all day, Jasmine. Right? What else is he known for? We know him for, for Jericho. What else? Yes. You forgot? That's all right. That's all right. Hey, man. Welcome back. How are you? Good to see you. He took them across the Jordan River, didn't he? Yeah, and ultimately, he led them into the promised land, right? We, we, we know that. He, Joshua fought many battles. He had successes and he had failures. And so we are going to be in the book of Joshua. We're going to be on chapter 24. Uh, and if you have your Bibles, that's great. If you don't, it'll be up here on the screen. And we're going to be talking about some of the choices that they are going to make as a nation. God is going to remind them in verses 1 through 13, which we're not going to read. But God is going to remind the people, the Israelites, just how much he has blessed them. All the things that he has done for them. And so God is speaking through Joshua. And Joshua says to the people, you've got to remember. Remember all the guys like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Esau. And then you recognize those from Sunday school, right? He brings up Moses and Aaron. And he brings up not just people, but he brings up events that have shaped history. He speaks of the exodus out of Egypt. And in verse 7 it says, He put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them, and covered them. And so he's reminding them about things. He's reminding, as as, uh, Emmett already said, they crossed the Jordan River and they went into the promised land. These are all reminders of God's faithfulness and His goodness to people that, quite frankly, didn't deserve it. But they also act for a reminder for us that at each and every point here that God makes, there were choices along the way. Remember, they, they wanted out of Egypt, and Moses came in, and they had to make a choice. Am, am, am I going to follow this guy? And then all of a sudden, he, he brings them up to the Red Sea, and, and you know there's impending death, but then the, the waters part, and you've you got to be willing to go through. You've got to be willing to rely on God. And for the Jordan River, you guys probably know the story. God just didn't say, hey, I'm going to part it, you go through. He goes, no, I want you to step in first. I want you to show a little bit of of faith, and I want you to to show me the choice that I have for you. And so in each instance, there's a choice. And now, before Joshua's death, that's what we see at the end of Joshua, 
He wants to address the nation of Israel one last time. So he reminds them, and he reminds them that they have a responsibility. So we pick up the address in verse 14. It's going to be up here on the screen for you. It says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river in Egypt, and serve the Lord. So he calls them to do a few things. To fear the Lord, put away other gods. And twice in this verse he mentions to serve Him 15 times in this entire chapter he says that. So there's three things. He says, I need you to, to, to fear the Lord. He's speaking to the people. Now, when we think about fear, we think about, oh, you know, just kind of, you're just kind of scared of something. And there's part of that. But when we talk about the fear of the Lord, and especially here, we're talking about honoring God and loving God and respecting Him and, and being astonished by Him. Can you imagine if you were to, to be at the Red Sea and you saw the, the sea's part? That would be amazing. You, you would honor Him. He says, put away other gods. And he's referring to, to these little G gods. Not God Almighty. The little G gods because people were worshiping everything from frogs and cows to even the sun. But God said, and he proved it over and over, that he's the only true and living and eternal God. So he says, fear the Lord. Put away other gods. And then he says, you should serve him. That is, do what he would have us to do. The things that bring him honor and bring him glory. This was the call in their lives. This is what Joshua wanted them to know. But what do we know? They have a choice of whether they're going to do it or not. How do we know that? We'll look back into the scripture. Verse 15. It says, and he uses the word, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. They have a choice who they're going to serve. Just like at the beginning, you were up and down and you were making choices. You had the choice. You had the choice to not even participate if you didn't want to. They had a choice. And so Joshua wanted to show them something before they even responded. Before Joshua had the opportunity to, to kind of gauge the crowd, see what was going to happen. I mean, maybe some of you at the beginning, you were looking and going, oh, well, maybe if so-and-so doesn't stand, maybe, maybe I won't stand. Or, or, or more people are standing for Chick-fil-A, so I better stand for... Maybe. But Joshua says, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my decision be out there before anyone even says anything. Before the, the, before the nation has a chance to choose, he's going to make a declaration. And what does he say at the end of this verse? He says... But as for me and my house, and it's on your coloring sheets, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua had made a choice, just like you made a choice at the beginning. And it had nothing to do with other people. Absolutely nothing to do. It, had to, it didn't have anything to do with feelings at the moment. It had everything to do with who God was. And in this passage, the word for God here is Jehovah, meaning the existing one, the one and the only true God. Which, by the way, here's a hint for you. If you're ever reading scripture, and this is for everybody. If you're ever reading scripture and you see words that are repeated, chances are they're repeated for a reason. Probably want to, want to circle them, highlight them, underline them. Talk about things being repeated. Over 7,000 times Jehovah is mentioned in the Old Testament. See, Jehovah was not just a God, but he is the God. The God that had proven himself to the nation of Israel time and time and time and time again. You know that. It's important for us to recognize because Joshua made his decision not based on what was popular. Not based on what other people would say. Not based on what was socially acceptable. He had made up his mind no matter what anyone said. Now, I've asked one person here to, to help me out. Matthew, I want you to stand up, sir. So, by the way, Matthew uh, was helping with all these lights too. Thank you, sir, for, for all your work there. Uh, and thank you... Thank you for being willing to be the guinea pig here. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to just get in the aisle here. And now I want you to dance. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, 
Now, I want you to just to turn around. I want you to look at the wall. Okay? I'm not going to do anything to you, I promise. Now, Matthew and I have this running thing back and forth, so he maybe doesn't trust me. So here's what we're going to do. He's going to be able to hear what we're doing, but he's not going to be able to see it. I have two envelopes up here. All right? This envelope, that's there empty, it's got a $5 bill in it. Okay? I know, you're, like, you're thinking, why did he pick me? <laughs> Adults, I know, I understand it. All right, so I'm going to put it in this envelope over here. You know this is, is in there, okay? This next one, it's got paper in it, okay? So we're going to put it right here, and it's going to be on this side. Now, here's what I need for you to do, and all of you need to help me. When he turns around, I want you to help him make his decision, okay? And we want him to pick this one. That's what, that's what you, because you know, you know what's in there. And so when he turns around, I need just, it's okay to, to, to shout out in church, okay? You, you, you tell Matthew, pick the one with the money in it, okay? Want, we'll see if we can kind of influence Matthew to do what we want him to do, all right? So Matthew, turn around, and which envelope are you going to, to pick? That one. You, you, you want that one, or you want the one that I'm telling you to pick? That one. Oh, wait, are, are you sure? You, you guys aren't helping me out here. Which one should you pick? This one? Okay, hold on, hold on. So, so they're saying pick this one. I'm saying he probably, maybe, maybe. What's what do you think? Like? Okay, he's going to pick this one. Okay, well, here's what you missed out on, sir. Alright, you missed out on five dollars. You could have went to five below or the Dollar Tree and bought five things. Now, here's here's your uh, here's your prize. And I want you to open it. Okay? Open it. Tell us what's in it. Paper. What's inside the paper? Paper. $20 bill. Now, wait a second. You all thought you knew what was in the envelopes. You were trying to get him to do something that you thought was right. But yet, of course, you know Matthew's my plant here. We talked about this ahead of time. I said, I said, he didn't know what he was doing, but I said, you need to trust me. Pick the one that I tell you. I want you to make your decision in your mind. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it. Make your decision. Make your decision in your mind. No matter what else anyone says, pick this one. Do this one. And, and now, it, it took you a little while to warm up. You were like, oh, maybe pick that one. And then it was like, no, pick this one. Listen to me. He didn't listen to you. See, Joshua made his decision not based on what other people were saying. He made his decision based on what he knew was right, what was true. He had already made up in his mind. Look, young people, you're going to have times in your life and you're going to be faced with choices in your life. And some of these choices, too, uh, adults are going to look like they're, they're pretty like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. But you're going to have to make a choice in your life at the moment to make the right choice. To make the right choice, no matter what anyone else is doing. When I was in school, uh, there was a teacher who would give out a quiz or a test and then he'd leave the room. Which was like, okay, wait, he's got to be setting us up. There's got to be a camera somewhere. And so the temptation, of course, is the teacher's out of the, out of the room. What are you going to do? Yeah, what, what's the answer to number three? Um, what, what, just, just hold up your paper. A, B, A, B, A, B, 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 A. Okay, got it. I mean, that, that the temptation is, is to, to cheat. I can remember having to try to make that right choice. How many of you have siblings? Brothers and sisters. Okay, let me ask you. And this is for adults, too. Let me ask you. What happens when your brother or sister uh, 
pops you or smacks you. Oh. Well, there you go. Right? Yeah. Now that you want to, you want to pop them back. And, and, and isn't that what most normal people would do? Now, what happens if you have something that you're using, and it could be anything, by the way, and somebody comes up and they rip it from you, and they say, well, no, it's mine. Your initial reaction is to, again, pop them, take them back, and say, no, no, it's, it's, it's all mine. Again, most people would do that. But we don't make decisions based on what other people do. We make decisions based on what is, what is right, and not just right by man's standards, right by God's standards. And there's this little thing called the golden rule. Anybody ever heard of it? Raise your hand if you think you know the golden rule. All right, on the count of three, I want you to shout out the golden rule. One, two, three. Okay, for the most part, I heard But I think I heard it in there. Treat others the same way you would want to be treated. Look. You know that your teacher didn't make that up in school, right? It came from the Bible. Luke 6.31. See, these are the standards that we use to make a decision. Teens, someday you're going to be out somewhere. Where somebody's going to try to get you to do something that seems like it's enjoyable and appealing. And it probably will be for a short time, but you know the truth. You've been raised in the church. You've been taught God's word. And so what does God's word say about how we should act? Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's what should be driving us. We should make those decisions. Make the right choice in that instance. Not what is popular. Not what makes you feel good. But based on what is right. Parents. Adults. We face it all day, every day. What do we base our decisions on? Popular opinion? Based on what, what other people are doing? Maybe we even look into the word, but the word is, is too convicting. We say, okay, I kind of like what this is saying, but I, I, this, okay, I'm going to put this over here, and I'll, I'll believe all of this. And so, but we too know the truth. We too know the right things to do. It's, it, we have to make a decision as what is right and wrong, not based on the moral standards of today, which may, may not be uh, popular depending on the time. We follow what God wants us to do. So whatever we do, all of us, we do for the glory of God. But see, this idea of choices, it has more to do than just simple everyday choices. They're lifetime decisions. That's what we should be committing our life to do. It's, it's following God. Look at verse 22. Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen. They have made the choice to serve God. And he says, they're all witnesses. It wasn't just the, this choice in this next moment. Oh, well, that's part of it. But it's their life choice that they're going to follow God. They're going to uh, uh, follow him with all their hearts and, and do the things that honor him. And he says, that you, we're all, you're all witnesses to it. Meaning, everybody saw it. Okay, and and you, can, you can make sure that somebody else is doing it. They call that being accountable. And so he expounds on what this means, verse 23. He says, now, therefore, because of all the things that we've said at the beginning, but, but because of all that stuff, he says, put away the foreign gods which are in your midst. Incline your hearts to the Lord and the God of Israel. See, Joshua reminds them of exactly what this means, this idea of following God. He says, first, you need to put away all the foreign gods. Remember the little g gods that we were talking about at the beginning in verse 14? He says, there is no substitute for God. Don't be trying to serve other things. Serve God and serve Him only. 
There's no one more important than God Almighty. I know you know that. Second, he says, incline your hearts to the Lord. The literal meaning is to stretch out or extend yourself. It really, what it is, is an extension of verse 14 when he says, fear the Lord. Honor him, respect him, and trust him. Leading into the third thing, which is to serve God, which is an act of worship. It takes effort. And how do they respond? They respond by saying, we will. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. We won't allow any substitutes for God. We'll we'll love him. We'll trust him. We'll serve him. We'll worship him. We're going to make that choice. But you know what they were doing, the nation of Israel? They were simply following the example of their leader, Joshua, who God set up. God said, Joshua, I want you to lead these people. People, I want you to follow Joshua, who's going to be following me. That's the example. He says, follow Joshua. Joshua had made his choice. He was the leader. Everyone looked up to him. He made the right choice. And I'm sure the people looked at him for that choice. Young people, you need to understand that people will look at you and see what kind of choices you're going to make. If you claim to be a Christ follower, if you say, you know what, yeah, I go to church on Sunday and I believe in Jesus Christ. And people know that. They're going to look at you to see, okay, what are the kind of choices that a Christ follower makes? And we're going to mess up. We all do. But you are an example, just like Joshua was to others. Teens, at some point, you are going to get a job. Your parents will make sure of this. Okay? <laughs> They're going to make sure that you get a job. And when you get a job, you are going to be put into positions to make a choice. And they're not going to be easy. Choices are whether you're going to do the right thing or the wrong thing. I shared with our, our life group on Friday night. I used to deliver pizzas for Pizza Hut. How many of you have ever gotten a pizza delivered to your house? A few of you? Okay. So I shared with them that... At the hut, before it was knocked down, the, the drivers had this scheme going on. And by the way, I did, not, I did not partake in this. They had a scheme going on where they could get more money than what they should. They would go into the post office and the trash cans, and they would reach out. And it was all dry stuff, and there was nasty. They'd reach out, reach out, and they'd pull out coupons. So uh, if Ed here pays $15.99 for a pizza, but I got a coupon that says he only paid $9.99, guess what? I got a $5.99 tip on top of what Ed paid me. Genius, right? But was it right? No. It was the wrong thing to do. I had to make a decision as an employee, okay, what am I going to do? I was struggling trying to get through college. I could use all that money. I could double, triple my tips. But I chose to say, you know what? It's not the right thing to do. And it wasn't just because it wasn't the right thing to do. It was something that would not honor God. And you know what happened? Is I had conversations with people that said, you know, I see a difference in you. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Do you have time to talk? And we stayed after work one night. And we talked till almost midnight about all kinds of things about who God is and what he, what he does and what he expects and, and how we can come to know him. People notice your choices. Parents. You know this, but you need a reminder. Your kids watch you. You've heard the saying, there's more caught than there is taught. They perceive more than we give them credit for, which kind of makes me a little nervous because I know in my life, and my girls are in here, they will tell you, there's been times when I have not responded correctly and I've had to go to them and I've had to apologize. Have you ever had to apologize to your kid? It's a humbling experience. But I'll have to do it again. And again, and again, but guess what? We can do better next time. We can make better choices and decisions. We can make the right choice. We can model what it looks like to really follow God and not just coming to church on Sunday morning. 
You can model what a Christian looks like here. It's pretty easy to do. But when you get outside these walls, what are you modeling to your children? What does it look like in your everyday life? They look at you for directions. We, we, we can't forget that. And so notice when Joshua says that he's going to serve the Lord. He just didn't commit himself. He said, as for me and my house, my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Look, you cannot save your children. You know that. But as leaders in your household, you can set the example. You can set the priorities. And if you don't set God as a priority in your life, your kids will see that. And the chances of them having misplaced priorities as well increases later on. But, but if they see that God is, is not just a priority, He's the priority. That His church is a priority. That meeting the needs of others are a priority. And, and, and not just all those things, but the Word of God. How many of you, raise your hands, how many of you have a Bible in your household? I'm pretty sure it's everybody. Okay? You, you have a hard copy of the Bible. How many of you have... An electronic device, an iPod, an iPad, uh, a phone, a computer. I mean, pretty much everybody, almost everybody. You know what? We have the Bible at our fingertips. All the time, everywhere. You go to a motel, it's there too. You've got the Bible at your fingertips. The question is, are we in it? Do we read it? It's a challenge, I know. But today, let today be the day that we say... As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, here, I, I want to do something just a, a little bit different. I, I want to make sure that we understand it and that we can kind of share it with everybody. Now, I'm going to ask you three questions. The same questions, by the way, that Joshua asked the people. And by the way, when they said, I will, they didn't just go, yeah, sounds good. They were like, I will. Think you can do that? Kids, this is your opportunity to, to, to shout in church, by the way. Okay? It, it is okay. Teach your parents it is okay to interact with the pastor. There's some times when I'll be like, amen. <laughs> okay, it's okay to interact. You can say amen. You can shout out. And so I'm going to ask you a question. And only respond. Only respond if you are willing to make the commitment. And that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Because what are we all going to do? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. We're going to... Make, it's, sometimes it's not going to be pretty. But if you're willing to commit to it, I want you to shout out, we will. Now, some of you, it's going to be like when you were trying to convince Matthew. Don't do that one. Do that one. Okay? Kids, you need to show your parents. Okay? Parents, I want you to be involved here. Okay? So here's the, the three questions. First one, after each one, you're going to shout, we will, if that's what you want to, that's the choice you're going to make. So, will you honor God? We will. I like that. That was pretty good. Kids, I think your parents outdid you on that one. Alright, try the next one. Will you put God first? We will. Pretty sure we can do louder. Third one. Will you serve God? We will. I'm telling you right now, those choices that you've made are some excellent choices. Those are choices that perhaps could draw other people into having a relationship with Jesus. And I will guarantee you this. That choice, those three choices that you have made, will bring honor and glory to God. And that's what our lives are all about. And so I'm glad that you committed along with me. Let's commit that to God in prayer right now. Will you pray with me? Our God, we are so thankful for who you are. 
We are so thankful for the opportunity that we get to look into your word. Your word is exciting. It comes to life. But your word is also challenging. You've challenged us to reevaluate the choices that we make in our life. And that's not easy. Lord, I pray that we can make the right choices, not based on the world standards, but based on who you are and your word. Lord, we want to serve you. We want to follow you. We want to put you first in, in, in all things. And so, Lord, I pray that as we've all shouted that commitment, much like the Israelites did many, many years back, Lord, that when I pray that it, it, it sticks. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Lord, I pray for each person, young and old today, Lord, we can all be challenged by Joshua 24. So we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity we've had to be in it. It's your son's precious name we ask this. Amen. So this is the opportunity in our fifth Sunday family worship where we are going to have communion. I'm going to ask the gentlemen that have volunteered to to help out to come up as I'm talking. And um, this is one of the things I love, absolutely love about our fifth Sunday family worship. And I know as, as, as a parent of a young child, you're thinking, well, you don't have to deal with them. You're up on stage. I, I, I get it. We're not trying to make things harder on you. But there is something about worshiping with each other, something about being challenged by God's word. Um, and so we, we want to give you that opportunity. However, it's, it's important that um, you, as a parent, you're comfortable with your child doing this. And you say, okay, well, well how, how will I know? How, how, can I, how can I be sure that my child is ready? Well, first of all, if they've made a profession of, of faith in Jesus Christ, if they say, yes, I want to follow God. That's the first part. Second part is hopefully maybe you've had a, a, a talk with them about communion. And so, just so we're all on the same page here, this communion is, is a, a time of remembrance. It, it is symbolic. It is just grape juice. It is just wafers. But the grape juice represents the blood of Jesus Christ. The wafers represent the body of Christ. And in fact, this meal was instituted by Jesus himself. And so it's something that as believers, we should be doing. We should always be remembering. And we should always be celebrating what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so I will put the invite out there. That if you are a believer, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then I invite you to celebrate with us. This is a family meal. And if you are part of the body of Christ, it doesn't matter if you're part of Y Bible Church or not. We invite you to partake. But there's something that we need to make sure that we do. Is we come to the table in a proper manner. And, and, and we, we make sure that there's nothing in our lives that, that's holding us back. That we have uh, some sin that's holding us back. And so we're going to have a moment of silence. A time where you can come before God and just bring your confessions to Him. And, and prepare yourself for this meal, this remembrance. And so after a, a few moments, uh, I'm going to ask one of the gentlemen to pray. Uh, and then we will serve. So we bow with me.